good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you in the podcast today. How is your anchor holding? Is it gripped firmly to the Word of God? Uh, warnings to overconfident disciples. That's what uh, the past couple podcasts have been about. And I want to kind of riff on that a little bit and to be able to, during this time when our world is celebrating a sinful kind of pride, uh, I want us to identify God's perspective on pride and see what His Word has to say and give us instruction about. So I'm glad you're here in the podcast today. I want you to give close attention to this because I hopefully this will help you to be able to kill off pride in your own life because we understand that pride is something that is devastating to a person's soul. As a matter of fact, 1 Peter 5, 5, the Bible says, God, literally, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. That's exactly what the scripture says. You know, uh, pride is something that naturally arises within me because I'm a self-centered person. That's what every human being is. And it's something that I have to be so cautious about. And it's my intention in the next two podcasts to be able to give us some practical and helpful hints about killing pride before it kills you, uh, because that's exactly what it is. So I want to give you five practical ways to kill pride in your life today, and then in the next podcast, I want to give you five more and uh, just bring that thought to a close. Uh, Pride is that which people seem to elevate quite a bit these days, but in reality, it's something that's devastating to your salvation and devastating to a believer and your consistent walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Pride says to God, does it? Watch this. Pride says to God, I'm more important than you. Uh, Pride wants its own way rather than the Lord's way. Uh, God alone is worthy to receive honor, glory, and praise, but pride tries to hijack it for ourselves. Uh, There's a guy named Brooks Sheswick who actually wrote, he said, quote, Pride is the root of every sin. It has the audacity to disobey the loving, wise God who has purchased you, and pride wreaks havoc on your spiritual life, unquote. Uh, And he goes on to say, we've got to declare war on that pride, uh, and we fall into sin and put enmity between us and God. It's remarkable how our world around us has called pride something to be uh, uh, desired and achieved and have as part of your life, when the Bible says so much uh, against it and says it's the root of so much wrong in our lives. What is pride? Well, if we took our Bibles and we went through and looked at the passages of Scripture, it gives us a shape of the opponent that we wrestle with every day. We've got to know what that pride is and what it looks like, how it rears its ugly head. Because if you can't identify who the enemy is, then you're not going to be very successful about defeating it. Pride is that desire that every one of us comes into this world with to receive more praise. It's it's the desire to be exalted Uh, yourself rather than to glorify God. A proud person becomes confident in their own ability. Uh, They don't rely on God's grace. They essentially say, God, I've got this. I'm able to handle things. You know, I'm really far superior in my reasoning ability and my my, uh, uh, resolution to be able to live a good life. In other words, there's a lot of things that's all about self. Oh, one man gave a non-exhaustive list of indicators that you have to be watchful for because of pride. 
He said, be aware of frequently putting all of the attention on yourself. Um, that's something that just, it just comes natural. You don't even have to work at it. And he said, you've got to purposely avoid that. Make your conversations about others than putting the attention on yourself. Number two, he said, struggling to empathize with the sorrows of others. If you find yourself incapable of really being able to empathize or literally have their uh, their emotions in you, feeling with them, their feelings of happiness, their feelings of sorrow, uh, struggling to empathize with people in their struggles means that you've probably got an inordinate amount of pride. Third, feeling self-pity when you're not praised. Uh, if you're wallowing around and you feel like nobody loves you and that I guess I'll just go eat worms, then you're probably a very prideful person. For, he says, constantly considering what others think of you, living your entire life concerned. Of, and that doesn't mean that we don't care what people think, but it does mean that if that's a fixation with you where you're constantly considering uh, what so-and-so thinks, you're probably prideful. Avoiding people who are better than you at something simply because you don't want to... Um, be shown up in some way, you're prideful. And then he suggests easily finding flaws in others. If you're a critical person and you're always nitpicking and finding splinters in other people uh, and comparing them, then you're a prideful person. If you find yourself sitting on a bench on a sidewalk and criticizing everybody that walks by, uh, then you better be careful because you're full of pride. So if you can identify pride, then you've got to know how to fight it. And I want to give you 10 ways in the next two podcasts that are not original with me. I hasten to add that, although I have mixed in my thoughts on this. But I want to give you kind of a guide to help you to kill pride in your life. And I believe the very first one has to start with identifying lies that you're believing. Uh, if the truth was known and believed, <clears throat> I think, about ourselves, then pride would not exist. Uh, because in actuality, lies really do come, uh, I mean, pride comes from lies that I believe. Our adversary, the devil, is a liar. He's the father of lies. And his first strategy is to get you believing something that just isn't true. And once you identify those lies, you can replace them with the truth. Here are some lies that can lead to pride. Uh, number, uh, listen to this one. God isn't concerned with what I do. Or I know what's best for me better than God does. Now, now, I know that we may not verbalize this, but in our actions, we're all practical atheists sometimes because we live our lives like God doesn't exist. Uh, another one would be, fruit in my life is from my own labor. Uh, my sin is not that serious. Or, it's not as bad as others. Or, my comfort is more important than other people. How about, I'm more deserving of grace than someone else. Or, I'm humble enough. And God's truth literally gives us a sharp contrast to those lies and, and really reigns in those things to help us to understand uh, to how to deal with those lies. Now, keep listening. Number two. Not only do you have to identify lies that you're believing, number two, you've got to understand God. Uh, and I think that this is a 
fault and a failure of many people that are professed believers. I think we all understand the Bible teaches very clearly God is holy. His wisdom's infinite. His glory is never ending. His goodness is unsearchable. He works everything according to the counsel of his will. There is no being in all of creation that compares to the creator. Uh, and especially, of course, not humans. We are the only beings in existence that are prideful enough to disobey God. Isaiah 42 and verse 8, the Bible says, God speaking, he said, I am the Lord. That is my name. I'm not going to give my glory to another or my praise to idols. And so he alone is worthy and he commands all worship and praise and adoration and honor and glory. And he's going to receive that. So how much more does it stand out as very ugly when I look at myself and I exalt myself to a place it's not my place to hold? It's impossible to have a view of God that is too high and too lofty. He's more majestic than our minds will ever be able to wrap, wrap around and comprehend. Yet he is intricately concerned with every aspect of your life. And pride, my friends, comes from a view of God that is too low. Many people have a very small God or a view of him. We've got to fight to meditate on how great he is, to really understand how how full of glory and majesty and exaltation he really is deserving of. That's why John said in John 3.30, he must increase, but I must decrease. Well, I'm going to pick up with some more. I didn't make it all the way through, but I'm going to get that on the next podcast. Don't forget to listen in. Tune in tomorrow. And uh, I'm going to have in the next podcast the conclusion of these helps in killing pride in your life. Today we looked at identify lies that you believe and then understand God in all of His holiness and His glory. May the Lord bless you. Walk with Him today.